podcast we are super excited for you to join us today i am your co-host tiara bryant and i'm your co-host corinne jones and we have a super dope special guest if y'all don't know her you're probably not on instagram or tiktok because there's like no possible way but please introduce yourself hey everyone thank you so much ladies again for allowing me um, to join your platform i think i love the name um, i think definitely our um, mindset is in alignment. So I'm super excited to be talking with y'all today. And um, yeah, my name is Norma Brooks, um, now Brooks. And I am on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook as Notary, the number four me. Um, I'm actually now at almost 27K on TikTok, which is awesome and growing. Um, I'm, I'm mostly known for my interactive lives. Uh, I know Ms. Corinne, uh, <laughs> she mentioned that she would see the constant notifications of me going live, uh, but I truly, truly enjoy uh, educating and empowering others, specifically women um, in the notary space. So thank you, ladies. Wow, that's amazing. And yeah, Norma, let me tell you something, your tenacity to just keep going, keep showing up is something that really has to be applauded. Absolutely. And yeah, and one of the big reasons why we wanted you to come on this platform because, you know, we talk about learning the tools to show up for your business every day. And you don't just show up for your business every day, you show up for your business every day, everywhere. So you are really capturing the omnipresence, you know, that we need in our business to make it sustainable and successful. So we thank you for coming on our platform and giving us all the gems that we know you're going to give because that's what you do. So we would love to know our first infamous question is how did you know that you could be an entrepreneur or when did you know you could be an entrepreneur? That is an awesome question, y'all. And I want everyone who's listening to know this is not like practice rehearsed scripted. Um, this is genuine. So I actually knew in elementary because um, for those of you who don't know, I'm an identical twin, um, but my twin and I, we just decided to start selling snacks. <laughs> and so um, it actually started in elementary school. And I remember learning about profit um, from my mom, who was actually an immigrant from El Salvador. Um, and even though she was never a business owner herself, she understood numbers. Um, and so she said, well, the hot Cheeto bags are 25 cents. You need to sell them for 50 cents. And then we would, we also learned the concept of reinvesting into our business with, you know, subconsciously, we obviously didn't know that at the time, that's what it, what it is. And she may not have known that either, but that really taught me also the importance of reinvesting in all of the principles um, that now I implement in, in my business and as an entrepreneur. Um, but yeah, I would have to say around that time. <laughs> and I was always coming up with, um, I'm very creative as far as uh, in the art space. Uh, I see it in my daughter, it's so cute, but um, I'm really good at drawing things. <laughs> so uh, so that's also when I discovered that I, I had true talent with creativity and uh, just coming up with ideas in my mind uh, and bringing them to life. 
That's wow. awesome. So do you have a lot of multiple, like different types of products going on or services you provide or businesses outside of the notary world? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. So um, one of the uh, classes that I actually teach that is a little bit probably different is my Airbnb class and it's Airbnb for notaries um, because that was actually the first time that I was officially full-time entrepreneur, full-time self-employed uh, at the beginning of 2019 and uh, which is also when I became a notary. <laughs> so uh, I what I decided to do was sort of merge the two. I, I included that knowledge from consulting. Um, so I actually managed a little over a hundred Airbnb units. And so now that's kind of more of a hobby. People do still uh, actually offer to pay me for my services to help in their listing. So uh, that's something that I, it's, it's really now just a hobby for me, but at one point it was my full-time income. And, um, but, but what I'm doing now is I do have the Notary Meetup Academy. Um, I, I, call it the notary meetup because I wanted to create a space where notaries come together, where they meet up because we were seeing a lot of um, social distancing, right? With the pandemic. And I really felt that kind of like church, right? I'm a, uh, you know, I attend church regularly uh, that I believe that community is important as an entrepreneur. And um, so I, I started putting events together and bringing people together, not just in the virtual space, but actually in person and, you know, traveling to different parts of Texas in 2022. I'm very proud to say that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's one piece of the, of the business, uh, my notary uh, business, and then of course, remote online notary and mobile notary services. Um, and then I also am uh, I started working with my husband. He wasn't my husband at the time, but uh, just learning more on the paralegal side, learning um, to be his assistant and really help in his law firm. He's a real estate attorney, business attorney. And so uh, that's also uh, another business uh, that I help with. <laughs> so I, I guess it would be considered a side hustle. I'm not sure, but but I, I really help run that. So. <laughs> Yeah. That's amazing. That's a lot. And it's amazing. And I'm a real estate agent. How could I forget? Okay. It? <laughs> Wait a minute. Yes. I'm a real estate agent. On how you do it all. We'll get to that later. Yes. Look, I'll tell y'all the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> and it starts with an S. It starts with an S. Mm -hmm. I love that. So um, you just, first of all, you listed like so, so many businesses, <laughs> but the one thing that I noticed is that they all kind of fall into each other, which mm -hmm. is really good because a lot of the times, you know, we start out and maybe we have something over here and then we have this idea and now we're like somewhere over here and they don't really like align. And I think that too uh, causes some of the difficulties for people who are, you know, venturing out to be serial entrepreneurs. So, you know, how did you get into really just wanting to create so many services from this one business and how do you kind of more or less like keep them straight? So one of the ways that I did that was finding, um, I actually did like a practice uh, exercise 
I was doing, um, it probably seems a little silly for some people, but I don't care. It was, it's called the one university where you pray for your future spouse. And um, even though the, the goal was really to, you know, get clear on what type of spouse you're looking for, um, it really actually helped me on the entrepreneur side because, and that was in 2018, and they had us do an exercise where you write down as a child, what was something that you just naturally did, right? And one of the things that I did was, was teach. And then as I looked at my adult life, I started in property management at 19 and a half years old. So I put basically the education and real estate together. And I put my personality, if you ladies are familiar with Enneagram, I am a two, which is a helper. And so putting all of that together, of course, I couldn't have done it on my own. It's definitely been God, um, you know, guiding me and giving me that wisdom to, to clearly see where I need to be, right? I think that's key is, okay, Lord, show me and, and you create the path and align it, right? Um, sometimes I think we try to put everything together. We want to start a cleaning business. We want to do Airbnb. We want to, you know, we see a TikTok video and now we're suddenly a dispatch, you know, truck driver. Like you never even want, you never had no interest in no trucks, logistics. Now you got a whole LLC, like, no ma'am, you know, and it's not to judge anybody, but I'm just saying for me, um, I think what, what worked is don't reinvent the wheel. Like, what have I been doing that it seems like I can't kind of get away from, right? And so working in title for a little over a year, working as a loan officer, um, you know, managing properties from class C to A plus properties, you know, multi-use uh, uh, multi buildings, which are mixed with offices and um, apartments, you know, so uh, that's, that's really where it all came from is, okay, well, let me go ahead and get my license. I understand that as a real estate agent, it's commission-based. So obviously cash flow, right? My husband really helped me to understand cash flow. And so uh, cash flow and yeah, just doing and teaching what I'm naturally good at and what I've learned along the past, what, 11 years. So that is amazing because so many of us entrepreneurs, especially new ones, they go straight to the seven streams of income, seven streams of income, and they just cherry pick whatever's hot on Instagram, whatever is a low hanging fruit, whatever someone promised that you're going to get all this money really quickly with minimal work. And then they jump into all these different things and they realize it's not sustainable over, over the long haul either because like you said, like they're not in alignment with it. It's not, they're not leveraging their natural skill set. And so they end up sizzling out or fizzling out. And so mm -hmm. others may are maybe in awe with you. It's like, how do you do it? Well, you just said it. You're able to leverage your natural gifts, um, pair that with your personality type, um, and then just be a lifelong learner and just kind of let one thing fold into the other. So I just didn't want to skip over that because like it's it doesn't have to be complicated. We tend to complicate things because we're looking, we're seeking so outwardly for the solution for our own success, but essentially it lies within us. So Absolutely. thank you for sharing that. Yeah. But I had a question about that. I mean, I guess I want to get straight to like, how do you do it all? 
<laughs> so even being in alignment, Norma, even having um, clarity on what you want to do and obviously experiencing some joy and satisfaction from it, there, there has to be days where it may be all too much or you're overwhelmed or you get sick of it because we're having a human experience. So how do you stay in it? How do you stay consistent and really try to um, operate at a level of excellence every day when you get weary? So it's an S word, which is systems. I think that every successful business um, runs on a good system. And I've actually, I like to learn. I think my personality has always been that I like to learn from other people's mistakes. I analyze what went wrong, um, but not to the point where it's crippling and it's discouraging. It's just, okay, where did they go wrong? Because obviously the idea is great. Other people have had success, but what happened here? And so what I found is systems, lack of systems and lack of boundaries. Um, and that's why I was listening to you ladies uh, episode about, about boundaries. I was like, yes, oh my gosh, this is right on time. And um, absolutely for me, because I am a helper, because I love to teach and, and educate people, um, I tend to get carried away sometimes where I'm just helping for free and helping and helping. And then someone else responds and someone else messages me. So I've learned to stick to the order, right? Stick to the system, stick to the process. And um, I really learned that in Airbnb where I had to manage multiple projects, traveling to different states, uh, managing five virtual assistants, right? Over a hundred listings. That's not easy. And so for me now, where I did that in, in one business, now I'm doing it in my you know personal life. And I think systems and just communicating those boundaries as well, right? Because you can have boundaries. And that was my problem before was I had the boundaries. However, I was not effectively communicating that to other people. And I would be a little snappy, you know, have a little attitude. Um, maybe not with them. Maybe they couldn't see that because I think I'm, I'm pretty good at, at covering that up. But, um, you know, remaining professional always. But on the inside, I was, uh, you know, so irritated, so frustrated and, you know, experiencing a little bit of burnout. <laughs> so um, I think definitely being um, also real with myself, like be realistic. Like, why are you in such a rush? I have to ask myself that constantly, right? What's the rush? Um, you know, I think there is true power in focusing on one thing and bringing it to completion, right? Bringing it to fruition um, and then assessing, taking time to actually perform an audit, like an actual audit on, you know, your business, but a different type of audit where you're assessing, okay, how much time did I spend on this task? And what particular tasks can they be delegated? Can they be eliminated? Can they be, you know, what what can I do with this problem and focus more on solutions? So I know that's probably a whole lot that I'm saying there, but but um, I'm sure you ladies as business owners can can relate and focusing on money generating activities at the end of the day because it's a business. And I used to feel guilty for caring about money because it seemed like you know I don't want to be that person that only cares about the money 
But here's the thing. Money, you know, people will be quick to say, well, you know, money's the root of all evil. I'm like, but money is right next to oxygen. Because okay. you, you really can't live <laughs> without it. Again. <laughs> you really can't. So, you know what I mean? And so I'm like, you know what? If I'm charging and I'm, you know, I'm assessing constantly my systems and I'm improving everything, that means that I will eventually have more time to freely help people that maybe can't afford it. And guess what else? In my lives, in my, through my ebook, I can educate for free, right? The only difference is that the person who's paying me for one-on-one -on -co -one -on coaching, for example, is that I use the, I like to use this analogy. I heard it at a conference. Um, he said, he asked everyone, how long does it take you to get to Houston? We're in Dallas, right? Uh, some people said five hours. Somebody said three hours when I drive, you know, the way I drive. And uh, he said, well, my, my answer would be 45 minutes because I could take a flight. We're like, wow, I hadn't thought about that. So the people who have the money for the flight, they're, they're, they'll get there sooner, right? Those are the people that are willing to really be serious and pay for the one-on-one -on -one coaching and invest their, not only their time, but their money, right? And then you have people that don't have the money. So they're going to have to invest a lot of time. It's going to take them a lot longer. And so um, I think just accepting that for my students, for people that were coming, you know, to me for help um, and putting it in that perspective is like, look, we can do this the longer route. You can join my, you know, 90 day accountability program, or you can join, you can take a course at a time um, and just kind of do it yourself at, with your budget, or we can do, you know, a little bit more accelerated and do it this way. Right. So that helped me to feel less guilty about not giving all of my time to someone who was probably never going to purchase a course. No, that's true. Yeah. And I think that um, speaks a lot to just kind of transitioning into like business ownership and being a, you know, service-based business versus being a product-based business, which uh, in your business, I know you offer both, but I think it's just the idea. You said a couple of things. One, systems is huge, right? We hear so many people talk about systems and we hear so many examples or stories about when people don't use systems, right? And we don't really consider those to be examples of why we need to use systems. We just be like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I'm so stressed out. I don't know what to do. I don't know what the process is. And we don't think about that as like, that's an opportunity or an indicator that systems needs to be a part of your business that maybe help anchor you in your business and everything like that. So you just kind of breaking that down I know people are going to take that and hopefully run with it, right? Because applied knowledge is what changes your life when you apply the knowledge. But so one, thank you for breaking down systems. But two, um, the other thing that you talked about was about being patient. And I love that you kind of brought that in because with that shiny object syndrome that we deal with in the notary industry, because there's so many niches, there's so many services, there's so many people saying, I do this and make $10,000 a month. And now people are like running to do that. Being patient and asking for clarity within your business is what's going to better help direct you to what 
works for you. So like you say, your previous knowledge, those skills that you transferred over, what you're actually interested in and using what you already have inside of you and just a leveraging your personality and what you already bring to the table naturally is really the recipe you know what I'm saying? For finding your own lane. And Norma, you like literally exemplify that every day. So I'm so happy <laughs> that we're this conversation so we can kind of see, like understand, really get the mindset behind how you show up for all of us with, you know, the information that you provide and, you know, what you do in terms of the products that you create to give people that extra, you know, bit of knowledge. So I just have to share that first, but thank you. I love it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, to also say that, um, you know, that is a sort of general statement when you hear systems and I'm sure listeners are probably wondering, well, how do I figure out what systems work for me and, and the endeavors that I have, right? Maybe, yes, I am a notary, but I also have X, Y, Z. Um, for me, it looks like, um, switching brokerages, right? On the real estate side, I switched to a brokerage that fits my lifestyle that fits my needs. Um, I had to, um, and I'm actually almost finished onboarding with them, but I'm joining a friend that I actually went to real estate school with in 2013. Um, and, uh, so I, I, that meant for me ending something, right? Sometimes that may mean ending a relationship, a business relationship, a partnership, um, a brokerage, a, you know, job, (laughs) whatever that looks like for you. Um, that's what I mean also by systems, right? Because sometimes like you can't throw people at bad systems, right? So you can be a great person and then you begin to question yourself, like, am I not doing enough? Why am I not seeing the results? Um, I thought I had a great system going. Well, apparently not, right? You have, that's where the assessment comes in because you can see, okay, maybe I need to fire my, my assistant. I need to hire an assistant. I need to, um, like me now, I have an application for um, volunteers and interns, right? And I, I noticed that there are a lot of students that would love to see the behind the scenes of my in-person classes, would love to see the behind the scenes of my networking events and how I get sponsors. And, you know, every time I have an influx of sponsors, thank God, right? Um, and so it's it really is about systems. And then, um, like I was saying, with with delegating something uh, to someone else. Um, It's not just saying, hey, do this for me, right? I'm paying you. No, I had to learn that the hard way. Also, it's, you still have to give the specifics of what you want, right? Because they can do it one way, but then it's not in alignment with your vision. So um, using, for example, Loom is one of, uh, I know I mentioned it to y'all. Zoom is, is great too, but because of all the data it takes up, um, Loom is a very quick way to record um, yourself and your screen or just the screen or just yourself. And uh, you can send the link, you know, I just copy and paste the link to my assistant and I just give her an overview Sunday evenings. Hey, Paula, here's what, you know, I would like you to focus on this week. We use Trello, so we communicate on the board. Um, we have a board going. So if I have an idea, I'm right then and there. Um, jot it down, right? Create a task for her at her, and then she'll see it when she starts her shift. So it's just, um, but that didn't happen overnight. It's through the constant assessment. Okay, let me see what the problem is here. How can I improve this? Because I really feel that there's always room for improvement. 
Um, sometimes you got to leave it alone, right? You got to give it some time because you want to test it out and say, okay, you know what? This is working really well. Um, let's continue, right? Or this is not performing well. Let's go ahead and take that out of this system. We're going to remove that step. Um, let's improve this funnel by, you know, just removing this opt-in or, you know, different things like that. And also with hiring other people, like the, con the, the, analogy that I gave of the flight, right? I believe a business coach is actually um, one of the best investments that I ever made was hiring a business coach. Um, I've hired multiple just for different seasons of my life, different goals. It is the best money I've ever invested. So I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Wait, but as what you put in that out there, because I agree with you. So we had an amazing episode with uh, Daniel from Hive Mind, and in there he spoke a little bit about you know mentorship, um, in two different ways. So I'm gonna ask you technically two different questions. So the first one is, what do you think it takes to be a good mentor or a good student? Because one thing that you kind of emphasize is not only do you provide mentorship in your, you know, respective industries or subjects, but you also go and get mentorship. So what, for people who are out there looking for mentors um, and want to be able to optimize that situation, right? Because they are investing their money, they're investing their time, they're taking away from somebody else's time. So what are some things that, or what some qualities of a good student or a good mentee? Um, student or mentee is someone who is coachable. I can't help you if you don't want to be helped, right? If, if you're asking for help, but it's on your terms, um, it can be a little bit challenging. So you have to be open-minded. Um, but I think on the other hand, a good mentor and coach from personal experience, um, is someone who listens to the student and mentee who says, this is my goal, this is my vision, this is what I wanna do, right? I've been in a position where, honestly, I felt bullied by a coach. Um, sad to say there was actually multiple people that experienced the same thing and I should have done my research um, before investing all that money and taking a flight. Um, but um, I think that it's also listening to what it is that that person is, uh, desires, right? Because maybe they don't wanna be a full-time entrepreneur. Maybe they love, their nine to five job. And that's fine. I will never as a mentor coach tell them quit your job next week. Absolutely not. Right. And I think um, just helping to, um, I think as a mentor, as a, uh, sorry, mentee and student, it's important to be honest about what you want. If you don't know, say that, right. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what I want. I don't know what I'm good at. And so that's my job is to help you, right. Let's pull those natural gifts and talents that were instilled in you before you know you were formed in your mother's womb literally right you were born with that and you know the bible says that the, your gifts will make room for you so let's talk about what are those gifts right because i don't know that i don't know your personality i haven't known you for years so let's create that relationship so i can really get to know you and your personality and speak to you in a language that you understand right? Because maybe for some people they need, well, just tell me what to do, right? And some people, they don't like being told what to do. And so I think just being malleable um, has really helped me to connect with a lot of people. Um, and if we're not a good fit, guess what? We discover that in the discovery call, right? They may say, you know what? 
I, I think I need some, but I don't know. My conversion rate, rate is really high. Um, I think by having that discovery call, because it shows, look, I'm a real person. I'm asking you some questions, right? You can ask me questions. And so if you decide to move forward, you didn't lose anything, but you gained everything in my, my opinion. So how do you leverage getting a mentor? So since you've had mentors in the past, you are a mentor to many. How do you maximize the benefits of like, if you were to, if you, how do you identify? I guess the question I'm trying to ask is at this point in your career, you, I'm sure you can identify when a mentor is needed. So what does that look like? And how do you leverage and maximize that mentorship? I feel that a, a mentor is, is constantly needed. Um, but I think what the length of time that, that they're needed varies. So because I'm constantly doing an assessment, so I'll give you a practical example, like real life, um, true story. So I had a, I found that my challenge was copy, right? Copywriting. Um, and <laughs> I watched videos, I took some tips and it just was not giving what it was supposed to give. So I said, <laughs> you know what? I was in, I'm, I'm inside of this, you know, academy that I took, um, like January. And so we have weekly calls, you know, on Thursdays. And so, uh, one of the mentors there, he reached out to me and he gave me an offer. We got on a call and he actually writes books. And so I decided to, um, contract them and, you know, hire them. And they wrote basically everything with me. So it wasn't like here, just write something. It was getting to know my story, you know, my childhood, what makes me, me right? What makes Norma, Norma. And so um, I think it was the best money I invested because now um, I'm getting ready to roll out um, my, you know, masterclass and my updated funnel. And so it's, it's just really great that it's my story and it's custom to me. Um, and even the words uh, sound like me. It's so cool. So mm -hmm. I think just uh, constantly assessing, right? Like my next, um, you know, hiccup or, or issue may be, uh, for example, social media, I'm actually looking to hire a social media manager, someone that can help me because I enjoy doing the lives. I enjoy interacting, but I don't enjoy making reels. I don't enjoy, you know, like creating the actual content. So it's, let me record the videos. Let me still show my face and do all that and then send it to you. Right. And then you kind of put it together because I'm, I'm spending a lot of time. And so what I do is I said, you know what, I'm just going to focus for now on what I'm really good at, which is just engaging and connecting with people. <clears throat> and then I'll worry about the rest later. Right. And I think that has helped me um, just again with, uh, you know, mentorship and coaching. And sometimes the issue has been that I don't have enough money, but I've always made it a point to figure out how much they charge so that I can make it a goal to save up for that. Right. So I think, um, I, I don't like to, I'm not content with just saying, Oh, I can't afford it. I think that limits you. Right. I think that's limiting and it's a limiting belief in my opinion, because well, who's to say, you know, why can't I make $5,000? Right. And how much time do I have to make that? Let me be real with myself okay, I'm gonna get back with you. I'm gonna work with this person in March, right? I'll get back with you and I'll work with you in April. And a lot of times when you're honest with them, um, they may even say, hey, well, we actually have a payment plan 
um, option for you, or we have a promo going on. Really? Okay. Right. So um, I think it's just, uh, yeah, just, and, and having wisdom too, with, with when you invest that money into someone, right? Like asking the right questions. Um, is it in alignment with, with your goals? So I hope that answered the, the question. No, that was really <laughs> helpful. Yeah, it absolutely did. No, that was good. And um, one thing, Norma, that I really love is your level of transparency, right? Well, first of all, nobody knew you were a twin. I did not know you were a twin. So that was like what I saw. Yeah, I keep it real. That's my word, real, R-E-A-L. <laughs> so I love that. I love how you show us, you know, like different parts of your life. I love how you show us, you know, the background part. I love how you show all of your students' success and just really like showing up not only for you and your business, but showing up for people that decide to invest and work with you. So if you're thinking about it, go and do it. Um, the other thing I wanted to tap, um, tackle or talk about was your level of creativity. I love your level of creativity. And I think that's one of the things that unlocked for me coming into entrepreneurship because I never considered myself to be creative, like not even a little bit. The girl can't Sierra, You are so, what are you talking about? Girls. <laughs> oh, you know what? why? limited beliefs, limiting beliefs. I used to think that creativity was being able to draw well or being able to sing or being able to dance. Two left feet, okay? Basically, might as well use my left hand to draw because that's the same thing. And it sound good when the music is louder than me. So, I mean, I never really, you know, felt myself to be creative, but coming into entrepreneurship and being able to see little holes in different spaces and creating products or services to fill them is, you know, a creativity that we've never really considered before. And the one thing, like I said, that I love about you is your creativity or versatility when it comes to the type of services that you provide. So even when you started doing um, Spanish speaking notary classes, I was like, oh, I don't speak Spanish, but that's smart as hell. Like, I love that. <laughs> I love that because you're tapping into your culture, right? You're tapping into like a need. We've always heard that you get paid more money when, you're, when you speak, uh, you know, a second language or you have more opportunities when you speak a second language. And a lot of people do not um, uh, ca capitalize on what they already naturally have. So when I first saw that come out, I was like, oh, I love that. And it, and it made me want to look at other places where I saw holes at. And now I'm creating stuff to kind of fill those holes. So I want to say thank you for that. But also like, where do you feel like your level of creativity, you know, came from? I know you say you've always had it, you, you know, have a lot um, coming into it from your childhood, but in entrepreneurship, like how important is creativity or how, how do you tap into your creativity for your business? That's a good question. Awesome question. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Um, I think my creativity is when I'm actually relaxed, when I'm healthy. <laughs> so, um, I, I, to be honest, I have, uh, really been slacking off with my creativity or I had been, I'm so sorry, slacking off because I was working so much in my business, um, that I couldn't really work on it. And so I think, um, giving myself that Sabbath or giving myself that time off 
is really helping um, with that. I haven't stuck to a full like day without working, uh, but sometimes it comes from other industries. So I would say sometimes if I'm, you know, watching a video or I see something being done in the construction industry on the legal side, um, you know, real estate, I take some of those ideas, like I have a concept, I'm like, oh, but someone's already doing it, right? I remember in um, 2018, when I tried to come up with this class, it was called Plan for Profit. No one downloaded it. I worked so hard to interview investors and all this. It was so sad and discouraging, but um, I found that someone else was already doing it and I would stop. I would get upset because I didn't want to, I, I didn't want it to look like, because I felt like I was copying someone. Mm -hmm. But the saying goes, there's no need to reinvent the wheel, right? But you can still make it you. You can add your your sauce. You can add your personality, you know, your background because every you're unique, right? God made you you and no one else, even me as an identical twin, right? Even though we grew up in the same household, we have the same voice, the same uh, facial expressions, laugh, everything, people get freaked out. We are still completely different personalities, right? And two different people. Um, with a different, you know, viewpoint. And so I think uh, with my creativity, I've been able to really uh, see it come to, to life because I let go of the fear of, is someone else already doing this? Is someone else, um, you know, they're going to think I copied them. I don't care because somebody else probably did already come up with it, but they don't do it like how I do it, right? And it may not be as, successful when they did it and it's okay if if mine blows up right that's okay and so it's and it's okay if mine doesn't perform well but then I'm still going to assess okay well maybe not delivering it in this way or maybe not in this timing right my idea in 2018 was amazing right I don't regret that and I actually need to find the videos because I'm like that was some good stuff where are the interviews at so yeah but, you know, it's it's kind of like, I'm sure there's people and, you know, we've seen tons of successful people that come up with a computer, they come up with, you know, all these different ideas, um, you know, from the their basement or like Airbnb from an apartment, you know, and it doesn't take off until years down the road, right? Until they get discovered, until someone is raving about it, until it gets in the right hands, until it gets into the right rooms where it's mentioned, right? Um, and, and with the economy constantly changing. So that's where I feel like, you know what? If I, if I believe that God gave me this idea, let me take action, right? Let me just implement it. Let me just start it and wait, right? Just release it and wait. There's no need to obsess over making this thing grow or making this thing be successful. And that's the beauty of having multiple streams of income within my business, right? And multiple sources. A lot of people get those confused. And, um, you know, people have different definitions on what that is. But I think just um, with the creativity is, and sometimes you have an idea, like I've had an idea that I've sat on for about a year because the timing is not right in in my gut, you know, in my, my spirit of like, eh, it's not the right time yet. Right. Because I'm then going to be taking on too many things at one time. I'm like, let me focus on this. Let me grow that. Let me, you know, do this because for example, the Airbnb course, um, you know, a lot of people, um, 
I thought a lot of people would actually be interested in it. It's, it's really, really great because I'm teaching you something that is taught in a $1,500 course because my mentor, that's what he charged for the program. And so, uh, but he get, gifted it to me. And uh, so everything that, not just that I learned from that course, but real life is what I put into mine. And it was super affordable for literally a fraction of that, that cost. So, um, and it, it didn't, you know, take off like I wanted it to, but the people who purchased it were really blessed by it. Right. And then they're going to be able to take that knowledge and apply it um, sometime in the future. So, yeah. So it makes me think about like, when you talk about um, your original concern about appearing as though you're copying off of someone else's idea or something that someone else produced. And so to still go forth and not be concerned about that, um, that means that you believe enough in yourself and your own individuality and uniqueness to be able to execute that, you know, with blinders on and with your own path. So can you talk about how important belief in self is? Ooh, it's everything because in the moments that you're not getting likes, you post that reel or that video and people just probably scroll past it. You see the views, but no likes. Um, it can be very discouraging. So I think just, um, I call it Godfidence. Um, I told one of my students that they're like, I love that. I'm like, I heard it somewhere else. I ain't that, that creative. Um, <laughs> I don't come up with words like that, but um, I, I, I like to call it Godfidence because my confidence is not in the job that I have. It's not in the money that's in my bank account. My confidence is not in my accolades and my achievements, right? Why? Because when you are relying on that, um, you know, you're depending on those likes, you're depending on someone else to affirm you, including your spouse, including your siblings, right? Um, you're depending on other people to be as excited as you are about your idea. As soon as you call a friend and you share that idea and they're like, oh, okay. And they don't sound as excited as you are. You, you're just going to abort the whole mission, the whole idea. And, and that's where I believe having that confidence comes in is, you know what? I believe that my idea is, will produce great wealth, right? I didn't say when, but it, it will produce great wealth. And so um, this is something that will accomplish that, which I please, you know, you, you have to constantly affirm and your everyday language matters. Right. So for me, I, I, I just like what you're saying, oh, well, I'm not the most creative. You know what? Some people say I can dance. It's funny to me, but I'm like, I just have rhythm. I don't know. But Nigerians, we ask me, are you, are you from Africa? I'm like, no, but I, I be dancing. Like I love Afrobeats. You know, I love merengue, bachata, salsa, all that. I love it. But I don't think that that's really, you know, I wasn't meant to be on TV and stuff like that. But um, I didn't believe that I really had a gift either. I didn't even know what I was good at. I'm like, well, I'm not really, I'm not good at or excellent at anything. But why can't you become excellent at something, right? And that that's the thing is, ask yourself, well, what do you have to do to be excellent at that thing? What do you have to be to be whatever it is that you want to be? right? Oh, I'm not a good cook. Learn how to cook. Go get a cookbook. I'm not a, I'm, I don't know how to be a good mom because, you know, I didn't have a mom in my life. Get some wise counsel, get, get with women that are mothers themselves that can be a support group, right? I think at some point you have to really take ownership. Mm -hmm. I think that's what confidence is about is like, 
get out of this victim mindset, me speaking to me, right? Get out of this victim mentality because you've experienced domestic violence and you've experienced divorce and you know all these things. That does not define who you are as a person, right? You made a mistake, yes, but you're not a mistake, right? And so just constantly affirming um, yourself, encouraging yourself, and for me is in the word, um, in the Bible specifically, I, I'm looking for what, what are God's promises to me? And I, now there's less pressure on me to be successful because he's going to make way. He's going to open doors. I'm getting chills saying yeah. that because honest to God, there, my name has been mentioned in rooms that I'm like, what, how did it, it's amazing. Right. And it, it's going to continue to get better and better. And sometimes y'all, I'm going to share this. I think sometimes people will see something in you before you see it in yourself. Oh yeah. That's is it. a great example. She told you, okay. you are, you are creative. What are you talking about? Yeah. Right. That's yeah. me with my students. I'm like, you are so smart. What are you talking about? Right. But you have to believe it for yourself. My daughter says, mommy, are you proud of me? I said, I'm always proud of you, but are you proud of you? Mm -hmm. That's what matters because everybody around you can say how beautiful you are, how intelligent you are. But if you don't believe that for yourself, right? I'm sorry. And, and I think, you know, that that's just, that's my perspective um, on, on the whole confidence thing and, and believing in yourself is, you know what, even if it, it doesn't um, seem like it accomplished or it wasn't successful um, when I brought this idea out, um, there's still people watching. There are people that have come to me a year after they found me because they felt like they weren't ready at the time. And you know what? Maybe they were right. They weren't ready at the time. And I'm not, I'm not going to force you to be ready. That's one thing I'm not going to do, right? You, you come talk to me when you're ready or let's have a call. And if you determine, you know what, I don't have what it takes right now to be fully focused. I have X, Y, Z going on. That's fine. Right. But I think, um, you know, there's people that they, they kind of wait for that right time and, and then they're not confident in themselves. So it's like, that's really the, the foundation that you need, right? Is to truly believe in yourself and get with someone that can help you to believe in yourself. I think that's why I'm just a huge fan of mentorship and coaching and listening to, you know, podcasts like this that are empowering because you realize, you know what? Yeah, like Norma is not anything uh, extraordinary out of this world. Um, I'm not, I haven't done anything that other people can't do let's say that, right? But I have been willing to do what most people don't do. And that's what I think sets me apart sometimes, right? Is, you know what? I, I just, I'm done caring what people think. I'm done caring if so-and-so will support me or share. I, I used to say, people really sleep on me. And I used to get so discouraged. Like people don't even see, like, I feel like I'm really smart at this stuff or feel like I'm really good and I really have these awesome ideas right but now I'm the boss I'm in charge I can make it happen and if it's not successful keep pushing right keep keep going until you get it right that's what it's really all about that was amazing that was such a good <laughs> thank you Norma you always get like we, we're students we always say that 
we get in here. I'm a student too. Look, I'm here to learn too. I'm like, oh, I'm so humbled to be here. Here, I'm looking at you like, oh, you need this right now, girl. Oh, I need this right now. <laughs> Give it to me, Lord. Cause yes. God, you're supposed to be like, imagine, you know, if we would have had this conversation maybe two weeks ago when we first initially was supposed to. No, baby, all of that was for a reason. What you're saying now is going to hit people in a different way. I want to receive it that same way as I'm receiving it now because things in my life have changed since then. So one, I want to say thank you for coming on this platform. Like I said, you have been super transparent. You gave so many gems. You gave us a little bit of that normal sauce that we love so much. And, you know, you brought us into the the back end, just more so of like your mindset of it. We see what you do. We see how you show up. So our last and final question is, what mindset tools do you use to fuel your business and really show up every day? Um, There's a gratitude app, if that's what you're asking. Um, There's an app called Gratitude um, that I recently downloaded, but... Um, I actually was already writing down things that I was grateful for daily, especially because (laughs) I don't know if it's just me, but I find myself complaining a lot (laughs) in my head. I don't get it out now. I've, I've gotten so much better about that, but, but sometimes it comes in my mind. I'm like, (laughs) everything is just like going wrong and this isn't working. And I'm just so negative. And I hear my mom's voice like, Liz, everybody calls me Liz. Liz, why are you so negative? I'm like, yeah, why am I being negative? I have a beautiful home. I have a beautiful life. You know, it's this too will pass. You know, it's this isn't forever. Like, get over it. <laughs> you know, I acknowledge my feelings. It's okay to sit in that. Um, but I think just practicing gratitude, like switching that complaint to gratitude, has really, really. Uh, helped me to make it right and and um this was actually this morning I had to like talk to myself out loud um to stop I think it's it's uh, it's borderline like people pleasing and helping right I I think that um naturally because I am a helper um I feel like I need to jump up and answer the email jump up and answer the dm you know respond to this or you know, what, what a lot of people do is like, they'll send me a text message, for example. Um, and I mean, I have so many text messages that I, you know, I can't keep up and DMs and all this, and then they'll send the same message on two other platforms. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're waiting for me to respond. But, you know, um, I think just taking that pressure off of myself, um, I feel like it just always goes back to, to boundaries, but, but just being grateful and say, you know, in this moment, I'm grateful that I have an assistant um, that can that has a support inbox. Let me post a friendly reminder on my story. I'm sure you saw it. Support at notaryforme.net. Um, moving forward, you know, I'm making the announcement um, in love that please, you know, if there's any questions, they will have to be directed to this email going forward. Right. That's part of that quick assessment. Let me, you know, quickly change up my my system because my system has always been let me just respond and meet them where they're at. No. Right now, for my sanity, for my mental health, I need it to go to my inbox, right? I can respond to an email. I don't know with age, I feel like, I don't know, old school or something. I'm like, why do I need an email now? But because 
you know, I know why I need email because I can quickly create a task from there or I can, you know, forward it to my assistant and say, hey, can you please assist? Um, and she's monitoring that inbox. So, you know, I don't have to even explain that to other people. It's just, mm -hmm. hey, this is what it's going to be and be okay with that, right? Because the people pleasing aspect of me is, oh, well, that's okay. Um, let me run around like a chicken with my head cut off to accommodate you. No, like I have to, you know, and so it is a work in progress. I'm getting a lot better, uh, but I'm getting better every day. So I think um, affirmations, gratitude is, is what keeps me afloat <laughs> many, many days. Okay, so what I heard was expressing gratitude daily, setting up boundaries, um, reaffirming yourself, being kind to yourself, um, and really just, like you said, automating, not automating, excuse me, auditing and auditing your systems and creating processes that fit your lifestyle and um, basically what you want to accomplish. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little wrap up. <laughs> Pretty good. That was really great. Yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, I think with, um, with the systems, like I said, that, that is something that you can go so much deeper into, but that's, that's just surface level, right? Um, I'm sure most people that are listening understand that it's, it is simple. It is that simple. Yes, but I think it can be easier with having someone to guide you, like, what does that actually look like for you and to help you to customize that to your life, right? Everything is an appointment. Self-care is an appointment. Rest is an appointment. And for me, that meant putting it in my calendar, <laughs> you know, so um, all of that, all of that. I'm going to have to write that. Every, everything is an appointment. I'm at lunch with my daughter. I don't have to tell you that I'm at lunch, but. I'm going into a meeting right now. I have an appointment at one o'clock, right? All of that has, has helped me. And because I used to be like, well, I'm not going to lie to them. No, but you also don't have to go into too much detail, right? I have an appointment. Someone actually called me this morning um, and I've had several calls, you know, requests, but I had this scheduled and I had this planned. So um, it meant responding with an automatic text message. Please text me for a quicker response. Right. And then seeing, okay, what do they need? They said, oh, I'll just call you later. Okay. Then it's not an emergency, right? It's not life or death. Like it's okay. It's going to be okay. So, um, and that's me speaking to myself because everything used to be now, right? Mm -hmm. Respond, everything needed a response right away. So, <laughs> wow. that was so amazing. I'm definitely, I jotted, I jotted a lot of things down, but I definitely jotted uh, everything is an appointment because that needs to be my life from this day moving forward. <laughs> So we are going to apply that knowledge and throw that up in there on a calendar. Um, but Norma, please tell the people where they can find you, how they can engage from you, how they can learn from you, uh, be a part of your mentorship program. What do you have going on? Yes. So all of the links are always found in my bio. Um, you can follow me on TikTok at notary, the number four of me, um, Facebook notary for me. I do have a Facebook group. Um, it's a little bit different. It's not your, your typical group where you have to, where you go in and ask, uh, what's the difference between a Dura and acknowledgement? This is a notary network group. And so we post, uh, you know, positive, uh, inspirational posts in there. And just in general, there's 
other business owners and entrepreneurs in there that we can learn from and apply that to our industry. Uh, it's called the Notary Network Group. And uh, I'm at a little over 700 members now and it's growing. So uh, excited about that. And that's for anyone in the US. You don't have to be a notary. And, uh, but yeah, I can be found on, on all platforms. My link is always in the, in the bio. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Wow, that was great. Look, short, sweet, to the point. Norma said, my systems is my systems. They tight, they right, they together. <laughs> And you, you know, it's funny because people will, um, I'll say this, before you DM someone, I think you should look at their profile and click the link. Yes. yes. How do I say that in love and gently? You, you, you're good right there. Okay. And there it is. <laughs> tip of the day. Yes. That's a great tip of the day. <laughs> oh man, Corinne, do you have anything to finish us off? Yeah. So my biggest takeaway um, I guess a shift for me is that systems is a mindset tool, mm -hmm. literally, because when we were first talking about systems, I was thinking it, it, the way I look at it is more of a technical side of business. You have to have systems in order for things to operate efficiently and all of that. And then the, the mindset stuff is separate, some internal stuff, but systems is how you bridge the gap to your peace, your sanity, to organization, to um, more revenue coming in, to um, feeling more optimism versus chaos, systems, <laughs> systems. Yes. And so thank you, Norma, for that. You have shifted my mind with that um, because when you really think about it, that literally is like the gateway between your peace when you're having a business, especially when you're having multiple projects, multiple streams. If you don't have systems, which include setting healthy boundaries, systems create that. Um, yes. Especially if you have some weaknesses with um, being a help, not 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 it being a weakness, but if you are a helper, you're more inclined to always help, and then you kind of neglect other things. But when you have systems in place, you don't have to overthink all of that. So, yes. and it definitely helps your mental health. So, thank you. That is my major major takeaway. And I also wrote down confidence. Never heard that before. Really? Never heard oh. that. I absolutely love it. So there's going to be stickies of that all over my house. Whenever I feel like I don't have the confidence, the God for this is all I absolutely need to get through anything. And I'm also going to download that gratitude app. So this has been so rewarding for me. Thank you so much, Norma. Thank you, ladies. Y'all are so beautiful inside and out. Thank you Thank so much you. for the opportunity. And um, I'm excited for the listeners, excited when, when this will um touch, you know, lives. And um, I do pray that anyone who is under the sound of my voice is blessed, encouraged, um, and just keep going. Um, if you've, you know, been at a standstill in your business, um, remember that confidence, like you have everything that you need to succeed. You have all the resources, you have everything. And guess what? Even if you don't see it, God is always working behind the scenes, probably working more behind the scenes than in your face. So just stay focused and you'll see the fruit of everything that you've um all the seeds that you've planted wow that was amazing norma you gave us literally so much if you are not inspired after listening to this run it back and listen to it again okay <laughs> run Absolutely. it back. 
into it again. Make sure that y'all follow Norma. Make sure that you guys follow us and that you subscribe, like, comment, and share with a friend because this this was the one. This this encouraged me, this enlightened me, and this empowered me. So I appreciate you so much, Norma. Corinne, of course. Thank you guys for watching Every Womanomics Wednesday. Bye, y'all. Bye. Podcast. 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 Podcast.